super excited for what we got tonight. I am super pumped because I feel like God has got something awesome for us. Amen? Yeah. Tonight's message is called Real. Everyone say real. <sighs> Here's the truth of the matter, guys. God loves you so deeply and so real. <laughs> God is so awesome. He's so amazing. He wants so much for you. And what he wants more than anything is for you to take his relationship with you seriously. He wants you to look at his relationship with you as the most important relationship for your life. You know, you got your mom, you got your dad, you know, maybe some of you don't have that type of relationship, but God is the best father that you could ever ask for. God is the best father that you could ever need because he does provide all that you could ever ask or think. You know, Nomad, when he was doing the tithes and the offering, you know, he was spot on. Like, God wants you to have an amazing, awesome, abundant life, but he wants you to take him seriously so that he can provide that for you. Amen. So tonight, as we, as we dig into this message, as we dig into what we're talking about tonight, I want you to start recognizing how can I make my relationship with God more real? What can I do in my life to take him more seriously? What, what is it that I'm not doing or what is it that I'm doing that is not real with God? Because I believe that we all have stuff to work on, right? Amen? None of us are perfect. I'm not perfect. Miller's far from perfect. At least it's mostly perfect. But <laughs> anyway, so, all right, I want to go ahead and kick us off into some scripture. This is going to be our launching pad, our foundation, if you will. What up, Noodle? How you doing? Welcome to the front row. All right, <laughs> book of Mark, chapter 12, starting in verse 41, out of the NLT, the not long translation, because that's how I like it. Over in here, it says, Jesus sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Jesus called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the others who are making contributions. For they gave a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything that she had to live on. If you guys will bow your heads and pray, I want to pray this out and get our hearts ready to receive this message. Father God, I thank you so much for this word that you've given us. I thank you, Lord, for this moment, this time that we have together. You help us to focus in on what you have tonight, God. Show us how this applies to our life. Our hearts are receptive, our minds are open, and we're willing to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, I pray, amen. How many of you guys like illusions? Are you guys like illusion-type people? I have found myself on occasions finding myself in like an illusion show hole type deal. Like I'll be like on a, a thing where I like I just get stuck, and I just find the next illusion. I go to the next illusion, and I just find myself in this, 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 Whole, I guess I don't know how else to say it. I a rolling type of deal, and I just get caught on them over and over and over again. They're just so fascinating to me that they're like something that they're not, but they are something that they are. I don't know. It blows. It hurts my brain a little bit. I have some illusions for you that Miller's got over in the pro presenter. Some of these are probably going to be really cool. Some of these are going to be a little bit uncomfortable for you. And some people, it might not even work for you, but we'll see what happens. Go ahead and throw up the first one there, Miller. This is the first illusion of the evening, as if I'm like a magician. The first illusion for tonight's show is this one. My question for you is, good people of JY, which square is the lighter square? 
Oh. Yeah? Are you just saying that because you're just like, I know it's going to be the same? Yeah. So that is correct. That is right. This is meant to fool you. This is meant to trick you. Everyone is automatically, or most people fall into Lisa's camp. Don't worry, Lisa. I thought the same thing. I was like, B is most definitely lighter color. But if you squint your eye a little bit and you put your finger right between the two blocks, you will notice they are the exact same color. This image is a lie. Right? What? What? It's insane. Oh, yeah. You might you might have to like use your whole hand. Sometimes, you know, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty wild. All right. Give me the next one, Miller. Hit him with it. Whoa. Which blue circle is the bigger one? Maybe I put these in a weird order. They're not? Yeah. You sure? I don't know. This one kind of looks like it might be bigger. You think so? <laughs> they are the same size circle. Once again, a lie. Give me the next one. The old, the age old one. Is this dress white or gold or is it black or blue? Ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. This dress is white and gold. Yeah. Yeah. I know this because the, the, the person that actually owns the dress says it's white or gold, but your mi some people's minds will trick them into thinking this is black and blue. And if you stand right here on stage, it does look black or blue. I don't understand. I don't understand that's important. This is insane to me. The lighting, the weirdness. Next one, next one. Are these vans pink and white or are they gray and teal? Gray and teal. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. What's so crazy about this one is that if I stare at it long enough, I can see both colors and it'll go in and out and it hurts my brain hole so bad. It's pink and white. It is actually pink and white. Next one, Miller. This is so much fun. Is this going in or is it going out? Uh-huh. Yeah. This is fun. It's the same plane, not going in or out. Next one, Miller. Ugh, this one, if you stare at this one too long, it, it might make you queasy. If you look at it, it's going to start moving. It's, it's got like a weird illusion to it. it I can't do it. Uzi's <laughs> like, I can't see anything. What's wrong with your vision? <laughs> All right, I think I got one more in there. I got two more. Right, go, give me get this next one. This, ugh. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, this one hurts. So it's not actually moving. It's just there, and it, your brain makes you want to think it's moving, and uh, it's awful. Yeah. One more. I got one more. One more. Ugh. This one's the worst. If you stare at the circle, the background's going to start moving. But if you stare at the background, the circle will start moving. Yeah. I know it's not moving, but it, your brain makes you think it is. Whew. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Uzi's got some... Uzi's going to be like, what's wrong with your eyes? He's like, I don't see anything. Why does it change your colors? Oh, my gosh. Oh, okay. Anyways, that's enough of the illusions. The thing about illusions is I feel like... <sighs> 
if you focus in on these illusions, most of these, you can start to see it for what it actually is. The illusion is meant to trick your mind and pretend to be something that it's not. And what's crazy about this account with the woman, the woman with the two mites is these rich people, these rich dudes, they were hanging out in the temple. They were just being freaking illusions, man. I said freaking and I meant it. They were in freaking illusions. They were throwing around money, trying to make a show, trying to say, like, I love God so much, and they were throwing their riches in the barrel, but it didn't mean anything to them. They were just being an illusion. They were trying to trick people into thinking that they were Christians and that they loved God, but really, all that they were trying to do was trying to get the opinions of man. They were trying to do something that would glorify people, glorify themselves, but not honor God. They weren't given out of their obedience. They weren't being real in their relationship with God, which is why Jesus had such high esteem for the woman that gave the two coins. I know we had so much fun. I just like slammed it on you real fast, but it's so awesome. <laughs> How often can sometimes we get in that illusion type phase when it's not even necessarily always in Christianity, but we put on a show for people, or we put on a, a face for a crowd, or we put on these masks and we try to pretend to be something that we're not. And oftentimes it's just hard to keep up and it doesn't feel good. <laughs> what? Halloween, yes. <laughs> it's hard to keep up. And those masks too, yes, for sure. But God wants you to be real. God wants you to give from your heart because you love him. God wants you to, to serve because you love him. You see, in this account, the rich people, were they were given out of their surplus and it didn't bother them. It didn't matter to them that they were given out. But this woman, she realized that with God, she could trust him. There was so much that she could have done with those two coins. There was so much that she could have done with that, but yet she said, you know what? It's not my way. It's not what I want. It's not what I think I need. God knows better than I do. I trust God more than I trust myself is what that woman was saying. And so she gave everything to him. Jesus hadn't even died yet. Jesus hadn't even gone to the cross yet and she was already so devoted to God that she was willing to give up everything to serve him. We gotta be willing to, to step out, to let down the illusions, to let down the things that we think we need in our life. You know, uh, these rich people, they were doing what they, they felt like was this they were supposed to do. You know, sometimes... You know, we can raise our hands and we can sing or we can pray, but maybe our heart's not actually in it. It's like that verse says that, what is it? They, they, you praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. God wants your heart. God wants you to be real with him. Over Matthew 6, verses 19 through 24, out of ESV, it says, do not lay for yourselves up treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves can break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is the lamp of the body, so if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If then the light in you is darkness, how great is the darkness? No one can serve two masters for either he'll hate the one and love the other. He'll be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. 
We don't need to put our, our trust, our, our, our image, or our self-worth, or our security in the temporal things, the things that aren't real. I mean, they are real to some degree, but God is the realest thing that you could ever need. God is the realest thing that we could ever have. The temporal things like the rich man and the, and the rich people, these, this money that they were identifying with, that they found security in. They had that money now, but two weeks ago, two weeks from then, two months from now, two years from then, whatever, that money wouldn't be there, potentially. Then how would they identify? What then would they fall back on if their money were to disappear? This woman was like, I ain't got money anyway. <laughs> so, but I identify with God. It doesn't matter if I got these two mites or not. It doesn't matter if I have these two coins or not because I got God. cannot serve two masters because you're going to love one. You're going to hate the other. We can't serve money and serve God because eventually one's going to try to compete for your heart. One's going to test you. How are you going to do? I'm not trying to come at you hard tonight. I'm just trying to be real with you. God wants to be real with you. He's, what he's conveying tonight is, I want your heart. I want you to be real with me. I'm being real with you. I want you to be real with me. God wants you and all of your imperfections and all of your shortcomings and all of your weirdness. <laughs> it's cool to be weird. Weird is good. Don't be afraid of weird. God made you weird. God likes you weird. God wants you weird. God's kind of weird too, if we can be honest. I mean, God's a pretty weird dude. He made a donkey talk once, you know? That's kind of a weird thing to do. He came out of a burning bush, you know? He was like, hey, God's a weird guy, but he's awesome. It takes sacrifice to have a real relationship with God. It takes knowing that he has your best interest at heart. This woman had to sacrifice these two coins. Maybe she sacrificed her meal that night. Maybe she sacrificed getting a fancy shawl that day. I don't know what the ladies wore back then. I imagine it was a big cloak, a blanket. She sacrificed it for the obedience of God, for his provision, not her provision. Over here in the book of James 1, 22 through 25, it says, don't just listen to God's word. Do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling yourselves. For if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing out of your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and do what it says and don't forget what you heard, then God will bless you for doing it. If you do what it says, if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and you do what it says, and don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it. God wants to make adjustments within us. God is constantly trying to better ourselves and, and make us better examples of him, make us a brighter light for those to see, help us live a life that is satisfying and pleasing. And he wants you to be at peace. 
Jesus came to bring peace into your heart, to bring peace into your mind, but if you're never chasing after that peace, you're just hearing about the peace, you might not have the peace. If that woman just sat in the temple that day and she heard about obeying God and she heard about making sacrifices for God, but she never made the sacrifice, we wouldn't be hearing about her today. We wouldn't be learning from her today. Jesus wouldn't have taken notice. She wouldn't have been blessed. God wants us to just do more than hear the word. I mean, how many of you guys have ever looked in a mirror when you had something in your teeth and then you just left it there? <laughs> you, really? <laughs> you saw something in your teeth and you just left it? Okay. <laughs> okay, all right, fair point. That's a good point. I understand that. But most of us, most human beings, when you look in the mirror and your hair's awry or you got a booger hanging out your nose, you're not going to just leave it there. Most of the time you're saying, I walked around 18 people today and no one told me that I had a dangler hanging out of my nose. I have no true friends. Mm-hmm. That's right. Jesus is the closest friend. He's saying, yo, I'm a mirror. You got a big old booger hanging out your nose. Let's get rid of it, you know? I'm trying to cheer you up a little bit. This is a good thing. Change and, 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 and bettering yourself is how good. How good do you feel once you get rid of that booger out your nose? You feel great. <laughs> you feel so much better. You feel so much confident. When you start to better yourself with the word of God, when you start to not only listen to the word, but you start to do the word of God, that's when the pruning happens in John 15. You start to notice the things about yourself that maybe you're like, oh, wow, I do talk bad about people. I am kind of a butt. <laughs> I should stop being a butt. <laughs> People don't want to talk to me when I got a big old piece of cabbage hanging in my mouth. <laughs> it's distracting and it's weird and it's uncomfortable. Sometimes it takes some work with God and getting in his face and saying, you know what? I want to be pruned by him today. I don't want to talk bad about people. I don't want to be a gossip I don't want to lust. I don't want to always be in wild parties and doing weird, bad things. I don't really know how to, I don't want to get like too like graphic on you guys, but you know, I don't want to always be bringing the vibe down and just being a, you know what I'm saying? Like God wants you to be the light in the room. And if you, if you're constantly leaving your light switch off, if you're constantly not plugging in yourself to the power, your light can't come on. He wants you to look in the mirror and do something about it, not because he hates you or he's mad at you, but he's trying to help you. He's being real with you. He wants us to be real back. Romans 2.13, it says, for merely listening to law doesn't make us right with God. It's obeying the law that makes us right in his sight. Jesus died to give us an amazing, wonderful life and his, his death on the cross, his burial, his resurrection, it has made us able to be righteous in him, but we've got to grab a hold of it. We've got to walk in it. We've got to take it for ourselves. We've got to accept it as truth. We can't just hear about Jesus making us righteous and then not walk in it. You are righteous 
but you got to be righteous. First John 4.15 says, All who declare that Jesus is the Son of God have God living in him, and they live in God. I might be stretching this verse a little bit, but when I read it today, it was the verse of the day, and I read it a little bit differently than I, it just, it said that they live in God. And it brought me back to John 15 about abiding in him and him abiding in us. And when we declare that Jesus is our God, we say that he's the Lord of our life. That's us saying that, we want to live alongside him. And then we want him to live alongside us, that we want to go hand in hand with him. That's a real commitment. It's a real choice. I don't want to put on illusions. I don't want to put on a show. I don't want to pretend to pray. I don't want to go to church on Sunday just because my family goes to church. I don't want to read my Bible just because my mom told me to read my Bible. I don't want to praise and worship music in the car because my girlfriend likes it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to do that stuff because I want to do that stuff. I want to do that stuff because I know it's good for me. I want to do that stuff because it gets me closer to my creator, the creator of the universe, the one that made the lands, the seas, the mountains, the trees. He wants to live alongside you. He wants to live within you. He wants to help you. He wants to grow you. He wants to change you. But we got to be real about it. We got to make it real for us. And it takes more than just hearing about it. We got to do it. It's when we do the word is when it becomes real for us. The lady with the two coins, she gave out of obedience She gave out of obedience. She did what the word of God told her to do. That's why. That's why Jesus took notice of her. God takes notice of you when you obey him. He didn't care about the rich people. Sure, they were given money and God can use it, but they weren't given out of the goodness of their heart. They weren't given out of obedience to God. God doesn't want that. God wants you. God wants you when you obey the word. God notices you when you obey the word. God notices you when you're real with him. So over this next week, over these next couple days, take inventory of yourself. Look for things in your life of like, you know what? I'm falling a little bit short in these areas. I'm not really doing what the word of God told me to do about this. I'm not really trying to Walk with him the way I should be. And again, there's no shame, no condemnation, no nothing. Like we're all on this journey of God and we've all got crap we got to deal with and we all got things that we're working on. Miller has a lot. He can tell you about it later and I can tell you about my stuff later too. But you know what I'm saying? Like we all have things that we're working on. And even me, there's things where I got to be like, okay, you know what? I need to pray more. I can't just talk about, if I'm feeling sick, I can't just say I got a headache and move on. I got to pray about it. I got to do something about it. I got to put my, my word, my, my, my good word, my Bible word, where my mouth is and be real with it. Put his word where your mouth is. Put his word where your heart is. And I promise you, 
He'll take notice of you and he'll help you. He'll guide you and he'll lead you into the abundant life he died to give you. Amen.